Hello, my name is James and I am a church pastor in Bristol and I am joined by... I'm Dan Hames, I'm Vice President and Lecturer of Theology at Union. Wonderful. And every week we are going to talk about your questions about life, faith and everything in between. And so uh, the question that we have for today's episode is this. If this world isn't our home, how much can I enjoy the good but temporary things of the world like possessions and relationships shouldn't I just sacrifice it all mm. Dan what do you think on that one there's a lot in that question too we, much we, <laughs> for a first episode we're biting off no no I think I think it's a great question I think do you know I think the first thing I want to actually ask is is the first part of that question true that this world is not our home mm. that was the first thing in the question if this world is not our home I don't know that the Bible tells us that's the case. Mm. I think the Bible tells us that this is going to be our home eternally. It's going to be different in the future when Jesus returns, but he is going to come. Revelation, end of the Bible, the Lord is going to come and dwell with us here. So for me, that does change the whole shape of the question. Yes. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, just, um, just unpack that a little bit more, Dan, because I think generally we treat the world as... Uh, th- we are aliens in this world. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. fact, Jesus said, you are not of this world. Yeah. Um, so there is some validity in in thinking something is out of kilter in the world yeah. and what we're faced with. Uh, but like you said, actually, there is a, a much longer trajectory. Yeah, that's a great challenge to everything I've just said. I think in the Bible, particularly, you know, particularly in John's gospel, the phrase the world can be used as like the the this present age, this the order of the world as it is in rebellion against the Lord and all his goodness and love and beauty. And so sometimes the Bible uses the world in that way. Yes. Um it's like a, a way of talking about everything as it presently is, as it shouldn't be. But there is a sense that this world is the place that God created in the beginning. It was meant to be the home for humanity to to live and to know him, to know his love for us, to worship him. And he has plans for it that are eternal. They're not temporary plans for the creation, not for our bodies, not for the world, like for the seas and mountains. There's all stuff that features when the Bible talks about the age to come. So if the present age is the age in rebellion against God and his ways, the age to come when Jesus returns, so often in scripture is pictured in quite uh, physical ways. Um, places like Isaiah 25, it's it's a feast on the mountain of the Lord. And it's very specific about some of the feast uh, components like mm. well-aged meat and fine wines and stuff like that. That feels like the future we're looking forward to as Christians when Jesus returns is is. It's, it's not unlike what we have now in some ways. There's a continuity mm. of the physical world, our bodies, I've, like enjoying stuff. So that question gets to the heart of it, I think. Absolutely. There, there, there will be wonderful things to enjoy. The, the creation that God made as it was meant to be. That was a long answer to your Well, it's, to just, your it's a brilliant place to start because I think you do certainly I notice and even both in myself and in the people that I spend time with that we tend to try and draw hard lines between the physical and the spiritual and actually uh, God doesn't see it 
in that way in fact he's very committed to the physical the physical world our physical bodies uh he, he is very clear about those things right right from the beginning of of scripture and so you know i, I open genesis one which which talks about the level of detail that god went to in creating the physical nature of our bodies and the world and the universe and then his command to adam and eve was to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over all these things that he's given and so right from those first words that he said to adam and eve there there is a, an intentionality about and a relationship i suppose between god and the physical realities yeah. that we live in. Yeah. So so I think starting from that place is is really important. With that in mind then, what how are we supposed to live in the physical world and how how do we approach things in our lives um in a godly way? I suppose that's part of the part of the question um and and the second part of that was you know shouldn't i just sacrifice it yeah oh so yeah. in your mind then how do how do we approach the physical things or the things that we have in our lives in a godly way i do think there's probably a bit more theological framework that we should put in place you know I think that's why you're here dan there. really <laughs> Let, let's be honest that is why you're here i just think we've you've rightly talked about genesis and the creation and said god is committed to f physical stuff that's ultimately proved toward the end of the Bible, isn't it? When God in Christ becomes a man, mm. takes on human flesh yeah. and does that for eternity. Jesus is a human being forever. And that's like God ultimately committing himself mm. in the incarnation when Jesus was born of Mary, born into humanity. Mm. He's, bound, he's bound himself to his creation for the rest of eternity. And then I, I think... The, the, the reason it changes stuff for us is because Jesus' resurrection is the pattern for what we are to expect. So when we're thinking, how do I live my life now as a Christian? I'm thinking about what's to come and trying to get my relationship right with you know, my possessions and hobbies and the things I love that are not God. And yes. how do I make sure that I don't love them too much or invest too much of my you know, emotional well-being in all those things? Part of that is, is our perspective. And it has to be governed by thinking about Jesus' resurrection, I think. What I mean by that is when I naturally think about the future, you know, like I think it may be of going to heaven or what will it be like when I die? Um, I generally fill in the blanks with quite vague, like spiritual sounding answers mm. about, you know, endless worship services and prayer and just being in the presence of God. And mm. it all feels a bit abstract, abstract very spiritual but not very physical like we've talked about and i i can't I actually i slightly feel kind of guilty because i'm thinking i think i'm supposed to be looking forward to that i think i'm supposed to find that's going to be somehow enjoyable but doesn't really sound like it when mm. you start when you start filling it out i'm just imagining angels and clouds mm. and me floating around there somewhere yeah but if we take the resurrection of jesus as our pattern for what is life after death going to be like what is god's long-term plan for everything if the resurrection of jesus is the pattern then you know what's it like when jesus is raised he meets with his friends and he recognizes them they pick up their relationships where they left off so like he um, is reconciled with peter and forgives him 
cooks breakfast for them on the beach mm. like that that that's our pattern for our resurrection that's like mm. our pattern for our future and i I've, I've that helps me so much now because it makes me go all my guilty questions like thinking i'm going to hate heaven or i'm going to hate the new creation like will I recognize my friends and family or will my memory have been deleted or like, mm. you know, will my dog be there? It's like, they're kind of answered because the pattern of the world that God has set is resurrection. And it means because he, he loves and has bound himself to his creation. We actually can. It's not ungodly to love nice stuff. Mm. Um, they're his good gifts that he intends for us to enjoy forever in his presence. I wonder if the difference is that we will we will enjoy those things in a way that we can't at the minute. So at the moment, the very best things in my life, I'm inclined to make them gods, mm. or to, to rely on them, to expect them to do good for me, to like be the solution to my needs and my problems. And that actually puts too much weight on them. Or, or they're like always under threat. And so you can't enjoy even like the best dinner with your mates and just be truly relaxed because you know you've got to go to work on Monday or mm. that just changes everything. If mm. we're thinking this is this Jesus resurrection is our pattern. Yeah. I can start to relate to these things in a fresh way. Yeah. So, so I suppose, um, you know, to answer the question, can I enjoy the good, but temporary things of the world? Uh, my answer, my untheological answer is yes. <laughs> Um, you can yeah yes you can um and and that is because that the good things of this world have have been given to us they've been given to us by god in his provision for us um so yeah we 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 enjoy those things actually actually that forms part of our worship when we when we receive the things that god has given us and we honor God through those things. So whether that is playing sport, playing music, relationships, things that we've been given, families, whatever it is, part part of our worship to God is to find enjoyment in those things. But we, we're always recognizing and acknowledging where they come from. Yeah, uh, They're not by our own design. They're not by our own creation. They've been given to us by God. And so in that, we're not necessarily finding absolute enjoyment in the thing but there is this dynamic where the the whatever it is that we have actually points us to jesus and his goodness and his generosity towards us and in that we find lasting in enjoyment so i think uh, i think that's an important part of of that the final question dan in that bit was uh, shouldn't i just sacrifice it all what have you got to say about that (laughs) I think I think that really comes that really comes down to the point you were just making, which is when we, I, and it might be a theme for this whole podcast. Every question we talk about, every theological issue, when we put it in the light of Jesus, and not just try and think randomly and abstractly about things, when we actually try and consider these things by putting Jesus first, it helps us file things in like the right order and put them in the right place in our mm. life. So I think the answer to that is if there are good things in your life. Um, that you enjoy they're gifts from god mm. he he is probably not not calling you to sacrifice them mm. there may be some specific times when the lord does do that um 
but I, I sometimes fear for Christians that we get a little bit addicted to um, the phrases, you know, get outside your comfort zone. And we almost feel that that's a good thing in and of itself. And that that's probably what God is constantly broadcasting to us the whole time. Like, get out of your comfort zone. Whatever it is, mm. if you enjoy something, you should mm. probably feel a bit bad about that. Mm. And so we, we, we maybe are, we get a bit too fixated on that sometimes. And we maybe want to try and prove ourselves to God and mm. say oh, I'm willing to give up anything mm. you know, I'm like Abraham I could give up Isaac whatever it is and we get we can maybe get a bit too hung up on that and I think it, I think it just begins to take away from us seeing because of Jesus I can put these things in their right place in my life I can trust the Lord that he's a, a kind father who's given good gifts to his children and it's not an accident that you love bacon so much, or I do whatever love bacon. it is. <laughs> I'm it's glad a wonderful that. thing. It's not that's not, not an accident. It's a it's a blessing from mm. God. And mm. if you if you're constantly feeling guilty and trying to give it back to Him, mm. that's not it's not relating to Him like a, a kind father. It's relating to Him almost more like He's actually looking for stuff from you. Yeah. He's looking for your sacrifice, and that isn't that's not the heart of the Christian faith. Yeah. Um, and perhaps, I guess, just just to kind of round it out, perhaps a t- uh, to diagnose it in your own life as to whether you are treating good things in your life as ultimate, or whether you are uh, you have a you're filing those things in their rightful places. You said, Dan, perhaps a measure of those things is to think, you know, where um, am I expressing gratitude to God regularly? Yeah. So, like, what does your prayer life look like? And are you expressing thanks for thanks and gratitude to God? And I suspect if if that isn't happening, then you then there is a disconnect between the good things that you're enjoying and God. And so I think that that's worth a just a little uh, a thought. Uh, and then the second thing that came to mind was um, just an open handedness with the good things that you have with other people. Because again, if you have a tight fist on the good things that you have, you've fundamentally misunderstood what God was doing when he gave you those things. Yeah, very good. Uh, God is, was open-handed with us when he provided everything that we need. He was, inc- he was open-handed with us when he gave his son for us. He gave what was most precious to those who were rejecting him. And actually, when you take stock of the good things that you have, are you open-handed with those things? And again, I think that that points to whether or not you've understood the giver, which is God. So, so those might just be two. I'm sure there are, other, uh, there are other ways to diagnose yourself when it comes to these questions, but I think gratitude and generosity are helpful ways to just try and work out where, where am I at uh, with those things. So um, that would be my suggestion to think about. We happy to finish that. I love it. I think that I think that was very well rounded. Excellent. Well, it was great to talk to you, Dan, and looking forward to the next one. Thank you.